masses are needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Get up, get up, your voices are needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Welcome, you Lord, to come and join in the conversation. Your Father in heaven, I ask that you give me the words of truth. Let everything I say be backed up by Scripture. Dear Lord, help guide me. Use the Holy Spirit, Lord, to help me guide the Scriptures. Let me not fumble for words, but have everything ready at the tongue. Dear Lord, use my tongue for your purposes, and let this message go out to all those people that need to hear it, Lord. But let the lost sheep be drawn in to your servants who know the gospel and are ready to give the truth. Almighty God, in Jesus' name, with your authority and the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray the Father that you would receive this request, Lord, and honor it. Thy will be done, Lord. Amen. Amen. Mm. Thank you, Jay. We're doing things a little different today. This is a call to actions. We are both podcasting and broadcasting. We now have an embedded radio player on our website now where we can broadcast whatever we want uh, to our listeners. Uh, To all listening on rumormillnews.com, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm going to be doing this every Monday at 6 p.m. Try to go for about an hour. And to all podcasters out there that listen on iTunes, Spotify, tune in. Hundreds of other podcast networks, and I thank God for, for that opportunity. Go to a call to actions.com on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific to tune in for the live broadcast. Uh, call to Actions is finally its own independent radio network, and it's, uh, it's a great pleasure to finally um, have Jay back in, into our home slash studio where... I'm just going to kind of let let Jay take the steering wheel on this one, but I'll, I'll definitely comment. Uh, a lot's been going on in, in both of our lives. Jay especially, um, he's still holding his, uh, you, you just got a new sign that you, you made. I want to talk about that. And you've been receiving some prophetic visions here lately. And I'm going to kind of just dig into any new new findings that, that you've uncovered, uh, been shown, and how it correlates biblically. So, everyone, welcome Jay Harden back to A Call to Actions. All right, guys, it's really a pleasure to be here. And just to be clear that all of this is from uh, the Lord. I would not share this if not only... Uh, had the circumstances been any different, but uh, through the dreams and through the uh, prayers that he's given me, one thing that has completely blown my mind is that up until about, I want to say maybe three weeks ago, I had never spoken in tongues mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, I had read about it in the Bible. I didn't really know what it was about. I know that a lot of people claim to have done this. Um, but I received, uh, in a dream, I received a scroll from an angel. I didn't Mm. know who it was at the time, but I wrote it down uh, in the morning and it turned out that, uh, it was given to me in a language called Hebrew. 
And since then, when I speak in tongues, uh, when I'm doing a prayer, it is actually in Hebrew. And so everything that I've been given is actually given to me first in Hebrew, which I don't know uh, Hebrew. I'm just going to throw that out there. I know what the letters look like. You know, I've seen it. I've I've Googled things, but I do not speak Hebrew. Um, You know, I've learned a little bit of gematria since then just because uh, it's now interesting to me. It's very important that the listeners know that you've never talked about knowing Hebrew and just because I, I mean, I've known Jay for a little while now. No, he's never talked about knowing any Hebrew. So yeah, I can back it up. Yeah. This is a completely new experience for me. And it is one of the ways I feel that the Lord keeps me from uh, putting things out too quickly mm-hmm. because you know, as we go through the dreams and the prayers that I've been given and the, uh, the circumstances, uh, one of them has already come true. And mm-hmm. the, uh, but everything is actually given to me in Hebrew first. And I write it down the way that yeah. it sounds and then I, I translate it through Google Translate. Well, you want to just start from the beginning? <laughs> um, okay. How long ago was this first? Would you consider October of last year? It was a dream. A dream, yes. And uh, this this dream uh, back in mid October of twenty twenty, I just titled it "The Wave of Destruction" because that's basically what happened in the dream. And I'll just kind of go through it and paraphrase it here. Mm-hmm. But I was staying at a vacation resort somewhere on an island in the Pacific, probably Hawaii, as. My wife and I, that's where we did our honeymoon, and we've returned there a couple Mm -hmm. times. But it wasn't a designated island. It just felt like Hawaii. And uh, I was there with a bunch of friends, and we were planning on doing some sightseeing. And it was beautiful outside. There was a clear sky. The ocean was calm. And we began to head out of the hotel, and I turned and started walking left, everybody else uh, started walking right. And I stopped for a minute and I turned to uh, the sunrise because it was early in the morning and the sun was just about to come up. And the edge of the sky um, was a brilliant pink uh, moonrise instead of a sunrise. But the moon was many, many, many times larger than a normal sun. And I stood and watched it for a moment as it rose from the east, about 15 degrees uh, up in the sky. And then, to my amazement, it went back down and set immediately in the east. And then after it set, the pink moon rose again in the sky, about 15 degrees again. So... This huge pink moon rose, set, and then rose again in the sky. And I thought, wow, that's really unusual. You don't see that every day. And I looked at the ocean after that happened, and I saw this wave coming towards us. And as it got closer and closer, this thing was, I don't know, um, a thousand feet high, something like that. Yeah. And 
I realized that it's a massive tidal wave coming, and I ran back to the hotel. My friends, I don't know what happened to them, but I ran back, uh, got into between some concrete embankments or something, and the wave came over. Somehow the hotel was spared, but everything else was just demolished. And the wave hit, and I got up and called out to my friends, to see if they were still alive and they were slowly walking back to the hotel somehow they had survived too and something was off about them though I studied the way they were walking and mm -hmm. paid close attention and I could tell that there was something off and they had changed mm -hmm. and it was really strange because when they looked at me it was like they were looking through me and their eyes were just for lack of a better word dead they had wow. dead eyes like there was no life or animation in them at all they were just i don't know something mm. was wrong like zombies yeah i um, think uh you know this day and age with yeah. like they had glazed over their mm -hmm. eyes had totally glazed over mm -hmm. and when they saw me they looked straight through me and because i was a normal person i could tell that they were angry enraged that uh, I wasn't like them. Mm. So anyway, yeah. Uh, let's see. After that, uh, I hid from them, and I saw that groups of people were going out and breaking stores, burning everything that was left after mm -hmm. the wave hit. They were burning it, and they were gathering into groups, and they were going around in groups and burning things. Is there? Do you know, based on your feelings when you were having this dream, that these reactions were directly caused by the moon and the waves. I don't think it was. Uh, or, I don't or think it was did caused. They, did they not know because of? Did they not know what they were doing, or did they? Did they know? Do you know? I don't think they cared. Oh, the okay. way that they're like they were completely emotionless. Yeah. You know, even zombies in the movies are always you know these rapacious you know voracious eaters of flesh but they had no emotion at all it was like they were dead inside goodness so anyway yeah yeah that was october of last year can i can i make a comment sure. here um when i was i've been reading the book of enoch a little bit i'm only on page 27 28 right now but when you were talking about the moon uh it reminded me of, of what I had read from the book of Enoch, just a, a few, a uh, couple verses from the book of Enoch that I just want to bring up and, and read sure. uh, that really kind of spoke to me as if things are not really what they are um, based on signs that prophets have been given. Uh, and I'll just read this. Uh, Enoch, chapter 41, uh, verse 5. And I saw the chambers of the sun and moon, whence they proceed and whither they come again, and their glorious return, and how one is superior to the other, and their stately orbit, and how they do not leave their orbit, and how they add nothing to their orbit, or they take nothing from it. And they keep faith with each other in accordance with the oath by which they are bound together. Schools don't teach that that the sun and moon are bound together. They they teach that 
and I want your comment on this because um, you know you study things that I don't. Um, that the Earth revolves around the Sun and the Moon revolves around Earth. But what it what it seems to me here is Enoch is saying that the Sun and Moon revolve around Earth. But I may be wrong. That's just how it how it comes off. Um, Read that part about the oath again. See here. Um, well, and their their stately orbit, and how they do not leave their orbit, and they add nothing to their orbit, and they take nothing from it, and they keep faith with each other in accordance with the oath by yes. which they are bound together. Yes. Okay. What is that? Yeah, we can go. I want to go back to your visions and um, and well, what I, other I things, but I the, wanted to bring that up. The gist of of this is that the Book of Enoch. Or let's say the calendar of Enoch, which is really what that whole, you know, from in my opinion, yeah. the book of Enoch is to give a little bit of history of the watchers and everything. But the main purpose of it was to write down, excuse me, mm -hmm. how the calendar was given to Enoch by the angels. So, you know, the sun, the moon, the stars, and by stars, I mean not just the stars light years away, but the planets. Are also considered stars especially in the book of revelations and Enoch was given that calendar by the angels and the reason that it is important is that on God's calendar the Sun and the moon and the stars along with the constellations are set in the heavens not only to tell the story of the fall and redemption of the human race but Jesus Christ also, his, you know, uh, beginning, middle, where he comes to earth, and in the end when he returns, all of that's written in the constellations. And the sun and the mm -hmm. moon yeah. are here to keep perfect time with the seasons of the earth so that we know what season we're in, just like in the Gospels where Jesus is saying you know, you can look at the sky and you know what the weather's going to be like, but you can't determine the seasons. Mm -hmm. So your your vision in your dream, uh, the scroll that you were given from an angel, uh, or we'll go we'll, we'll go dream. later on to that. But here, um, this moon is—is is there a possibility that this moon represents some type of season or something down that line? Yeah, I based after the second and third dream. I sat down, learned how to do the Enoch calendar because I bought an app called Stellarium. Yeah. And I went through and counted out which was the first day of the year 2021 based upon God's calendar. It's a it's a tricky <laughs> it's a tricky one. Anyone um, I'm interested, uh, Jay introduced me to it, the Enoch calendar, just do a general search for it and you'll find find it. Um, but uh, yeah, carry on. Um, I'm I'm all ears. So uh, what happened was I went back, looked at all the dreams, and I'll, I'll give the rest of the dreams, but basically uh, there was a countdown that was given to me in the dreams. And based on the Enoch calendar, I figured out which day the countdown ended. And the scroll that I was given told me what would happen on the day that the countdown ended. Mm -hmm. And so, But it was given to me in Hebrew, so it took me a long time to figure it out. And uh, anyway, what I was saying about the calendar is that 
you know, the reason why we have all these different calendars is because there's a concerted effort by the arch enemy to confuse people about what time and season we are in. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know to watch for Jesus returning, you're going to miss it. You know, you might fall asleep. You might decide to go into the world and forget about all this stuff because you don't understand that the prophecies in the Bible are literally coming to pass almost every week. Mm-hmm. And there's only 19 left that I know of. You have a, you have a new sign that you're holding up. Um, I do. Warning slash cautioning people and also an attempt to help save souls. Uh, Rev, was it Revelation... 12 one. that's what I thought. We we passed by and I was I hoped that I had gotten those those letters right or sorry numbers right. 12-1, Revelation 12-1. What has come to pass um, in regards to Revelation 12-1? So the most amazing thing you can google it it's right there in front of your face. In fact, people have driven by and said, "We googled it." So they now know awesome. what's going on. Back in 2017, on September 23rd, the Revelation 12 sign, which was given by the the uh, Apostle John, written in the book of Revelations, mm-hmm. was actually seen in the sky. It's a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon at her feet, and a crown of 12 stars. If you buy an app like Stellarium and go back to September 23rd, 2017, you can see it. The constellation Virgo is right there and the moon is right or the moon is under her feet the sun is actually at her shoulders and normally the uh <laughs> the stars that form the constellation above virgo forgive me i don't remember what it is but there aren't 12 stars there but it, the planets just happen to be in perfect alignment mm-hmm. to go into that constellation and give it 12 Stars, hmm. because the planets can be considered stars. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So two thousand years ago. Yeah. John's like, look, when you see this, you know you're in the Book of Revelation. Hmm. Okay. And, and again, um, and that was four years ago. What comes around that time, um, biblically, there or or after uh, these uh, these twelve stars? Yeah, September 23rd, 2017. Um, It's Leo, I think. Yeah, Leo and Virgo. Leo and Virgo. So Leo had some extra stars added to it because the planets were there. Mm -hmm. But anyway, NASA, if you you Google further and do your research, NASA says that happens once every 7,000 years. Wow. (laughs) But uh, John, the, uh, the, the highest apostle, knew about it. A couple thousand years ago. Yeah, Jesus gave him the book of Revelation. A millennia ago. And yeah. isn't it interesting that what one day is 2,000 years, which is a millennium. A day is says 1,000 years. 1,000. Okay, so the second day. So we're in the third day. Yes. And you no want to talk about that quickly before, well, we, um, before you go back to your visions? You know, all throughout the Bible, mm-hmm. they're always talking about and will, you know— Bring Israel back before the uh, before the third day. We'll be raised up on the third day. Uh, you know, it's mm. all about the third day, and the third day is the time from when Jesus was born after. So, mm-hmm. on the third millennium, um, you know, 
2017 was the 6,000th year of, of human history according to uh, the Bible. So all throughout the Bible, the pattern is six days of work, one day of rest, mm -hmm. right? Seventh day, you rest on the seventh day. All throughout the Bible is also um, the resurrection on the third day. So 2017 represents 2,000 years, um, you know, let's say after uh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. As I, you know, a lot of people speculate, you know, he there was crucified in AD 28, anywhere up to 33, uh, AD 33. So, you know, we're just about approaching the um, uh, the true... Uh, third day of the millennium mm -hmm. and you know my guess is that um, you know all of the patterns all the types and shadows everything in the Bible is pointing to that seven year period of time that one final week that has been appointed for the people of Israel uh, that is talked about in the book of Daniel all of the Lord's feast days where he talks about your people or my people will stand before me three times a year. You know, they call the feast first fruits, you know, Passover. And um, all of these types and shadows always point to uh, Jesus being the first fruits because he conquered death and hell. Mm -hmm. Two other raptures are. Um, you know, depending on how you study it, it's my belief that there will actually be three raptures. There will be a rapture of the church of the bride um, that's ready to go. And then Matthew and Mark, those gospels talk about the people that are left behind. Why have you forsaken me? Because they don't know why they weren't taken in the rapture. They didn't have any oil in their lamps. They were not living mm -hmm. righteously. They were of the world. You know, mm -hmm. they were not turning from sin and turning to God. They were continuing to do whatever they wanted. They weren't mm -hmm. listening. They were quenching the Holy Spirit, basically. They weren't mm -hmm. keeping their lamps full. Yeah. So uh, the Jews will be the last rapture because they will not uh, accept Jesus until he comes back in 2028 or 2033. I think it's 2028, but... Um, they will not accept him until he comes back and destroys the beast and his armies, and they see him coming back in his crimson sash, like he does in the book of Matthew. And uh, all the Gospels have subtle variations of what Jesus says, who it is that goes to the sepulcher where he's buried or the mm -hmm. tomb, mm -hmm. whether or not the rock is rolled away, still there, or taken away completely. All those differences are in the Gospels and also what garments Jesus is wearing when he is crucified are all different. And, um, you know, and it tells the story of Luke, the Gospel of Luke being for the church that will be taken, the people that are ready to go in the rapture. Mark is for the left behind church, which will be raptured. And then the uh, book of Matthew is for the Jews. And 
there are subtle differences in each one. The book of John, in my opinion, or the Gospel of John, excuse me, is the key to unlocking what Revelation is really talking about. And there are many uh, incredible things in the book of John that uh, lead one and point to uh, different things happening in Revelation. But anyway, we can get into that if you want to. Um, I'll do the second dream. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get on the, the dream track. All right. So this one is titled Wheels in the Sky. And it was given to me on January 15th of this year, 2021. So some months pass. And this is key. Because mm -hmm. from the middle of October to January is, uh, what, three months? Moons, I guess you want to call it. Um, so anyway, here we go. Dream number two, wheels in the sky. So I was with my wife and a group of friends that had recently disowned me, this is true, uh, for trying to warn them about the vaccine and the rapture. Yeah. Yeah, I, I literally have no friends now except for you guys. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, what is it? Okay, just an interjection. What is it about 55 to 60% of America has already been injected. Or what, 50% is it? Something around For here. something that has a survivability rate of 99.97%. There's a big conspiracy going on here. The Great Deception. With an untested vaccine. The Great Deception. Oh yeah, I mean, about 100 years, about 100 years after the, the Great American Depression, now we have the Great American Deception. So well, okay, yeah, Jay, let's talk about. Let's, you want to talk about? I want to hear those visions. One more thing. One one thing about the yeah, uh, the pandemic, as I'll call it, is yeah. that the the pandemic that we're currently still going through was started <laughs> March twenty second. Oh yeah, twenty twenty, right? Yeah. To anyone who who hasn't heard <laughs> us talk about this before, but March twenty second, that's three twenty two. What's the significance of that? That's a uh, demonic reference, you know, the occult, satanic reference to uh, Genesis 3, verse 22, which is talking about how um, we will become as gods if we bind together under one flag. We'll have all the knowledge right. and be able to build a tower to heaven and to take the throne. Yeah. But exactly 100 years ago, from March 22nd, the first actual world pandemic hit. To the day. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I, I wonder if guys. it was even really a pandemic or if it was something close to what's yeah. happening nowadays. Yeah. But, the, I mean, we're probably, I'm probably going to get a lot of beef from people because, first off, I'm not a flat earther just because I reference Enoch. And it's just interesting. It's interesting. Um, I, I like to keep all things in mind. Anyways, let's get back to Jay Harden's visions. Okay. So anyway, I was trying to warn them about the vaccine and the rapture, and they were all sitting around a bonfire, talking and relaxing in lawn chairs. And I turned from them and started walking away, and they made some rude comments, and I ignored them. And I continued walking until I came to a road that led into a little area where our picnic was being held. I looked up at the sky, and it was completely overcast. There were clouds everywhere. I couldn't tell if it was morning, noon, you know. Uh, however, in one section of the sky, 
a rectangular section had been cut out of the clouds. It was like a perfect rectangle. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I stood wondering what uh, could cut a rectangle out of the clouds because it wasn't, you know, it was a sharp edge in clouds. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. So anyway, uh, I noticed a space and six circles appeared. I saw three empty disks and three full disks. Hmm. And I felt that three periods of time had gone and three periods of time were left. Afterwards, a school bus pulled up and I got on. And I sat down and started, uh, excuse me, stared out of my seat's window, thinking about how I was leaving them all behind. As the bus began to pull away, I felt like there was something I was forgetting. I got off the bus. And as I stood on the side of the road, I looked at the moons in the sky, and I got on my knees and began to pray that the sun would come back. Mm -hmm. So, after I woke up, I wrote down the dream, and I did some pondering. It took me, I don't know, a month to really figure out what it was. But I did some digging and reasoning, and at the time, when I had the dream, exactly... Three full moons or three completed months had actually passed. Those are three empty circles that I saw. And I, I decided, well, okay, if the three empty circles obviously mean that three full moons had passed or full moons or months of time had passed. Oh, hold on, hold on. That's funny. Um, <laughs> it's funny that you say you compare moons to months because – that probably is where the word stems from, is moon. Of course, Monday uh, stems from moon days, or moon day, right? And they're all they're all uh, Gregorian or uh, astrological. But months, that's funny. I never made that uh, that connection that months yep. is moons. Yeah, yep. go on. That's interesting. So, as in full months or full phases of the moon were left to be completed... And I didn't really get the significance until the third dream. And uh, this is the third dream, and it happened on April 15th. And this was, I went back and checked on my Stellarium map, and this is actually the first day of, of 2021. So, which was by the what, Enoch calendar. Which day again? Which one? I think it was April, April 15th, 14th to 15th, somewhere yeah. around there. Okay. Uh, you know, because time differences depending on where you are. But anyway, dream three, back on campus and nowhere to stay is the title of the dream. And I found myself parking at uh, Purdue's West Lafayette campus because that's, that's where I went to college uh, the first two times. And I got out of the car and went to see where I would be staying. I was going to be attending for another semester apparently, and there was just one problem. I didn't know where my dorm room was located. A teacher that I had known from another college campus came out of a lecture housing just as I was walking by and was stunned to see me on campus. She asked me what I was doing, and I answered that I was looking for a place to stay because the registrar and main offices were closed. She offered to let me stay with her for the night. I turned and walked back to my car, got in, and headed off campus. I turned her down, I guess, and I was as I was driving, I saw that there was a huge 
brilliant pink moon in the sky setting behind me. And I mm-hmm. think that at that moment in the dream, I realized that there was something significant about this dream because in the dream, I remembered the one I had back in October about the brilliant pink moons. Yes. I don't see those very often. In fact, there's only been one other time in my entire life I've even seen something like that. And Mm -hmm. it was uh, back when I I was in my 20s. So a couple decades ago. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So anyway, as I was driving, I saw that there was a huge and brilliant pink moon in the sky setting behind me. And I looked forward out of the windshield of the car, and I saw that I was heading into an extreme pitch black darkness. And after I wrote that dream down, I thought to myself, okay, those wheels in the sky, the disks, the empty disks, the full disks, Mm -hmm. have to be moons on the Enoch calendar. Because I went back in the Stellarium, calculated it to the day, when I received that dream about, um, where is it, uh, April 15th, and exactly three moons of time had gone by. Oh, they came out of a, a rectangle cut into the sky. Yep, yep. Well, that cut. was like a countdown clock, basically, a timer. Well, calendars usually are rectangular. This is true. Shaped. This is true. So, anyway, the last dream, and this is the one where the angel uh, gives me the scroll. Now, okay, to all, to all listening, get your cup of tea ready for this one. Yeah, this one, uh, this one shocked me. And the others were, ah, you know, it's a dream. It just so happens to line up. Kind of weird, and at this point I'm believing, okay. Do you have something to say here? No, no, I'm good. Oh, all right. I was, you know, I I uh, realized that not only the dreams were significant, but when I was receiving the dreams was significant. I do not follow the Enoch calendar, especially when I was doing this. Mm-hmm. I only know it now, but yeah. it's not like I, you know, today's the, I don't know, first month or second month. You know, I have no idea what day it is on the Enoch calendar. Yeah. This is not something yeah. that my brain computes. So... <laughs> we've, well, we've been trained our entire life, and you're you're in your your fourth decade of life somewhere somewhere in your fourth <laughs> fourth decade of yeah. life. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of days being trained on a different calendar to just all of a sudden train oneself on a completely different calendar that may actually be the real true calendar. Yeah, so. I I think that this is how God is keeping time. Because uh, he gives it in the book of Enoch that that's how we are supposed to march along with the moon and the sun and the stars to know where we are. The reason why nobody uses Enoch calendar is because back then they didn't have a fancy computer program to figure out when things are going to happen. And if you want to try to plan for a future event, you don't know what month or day it is because it's impossible to figure out the phase of the moon and when things start unless you just... Do it day by day, which was the whole point of the calendar. The um, the whole squad of a whole group of people who slaughtered Jesus Christ himself may actually be in control of the calendar system of the world. And when I think of the Roman Catholic Church or the Vatican in my head, 
for some reason, my mind just automatically goes to a blood red, just a, a building sitting in a blood red pool. And that's where the powers and the systems of the world are rooted from after Jesus' crucifixion. But, um, well, Mystery Babylon is going to rise again. You know, it's foretold. That the last, you know, superpower that's destroyed the kingdom before the kingdom of the beast rises, you know, is uh, Babylon. Mm, you know, that's you Iraq. Know. I mean, well, well isn't it's it? Isn't uh, it? somewhere around. We'll just say, you know, we'll get to that. You're good. We'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> Because that's a whole on, other topic. Yeah. Okay, I mean, let's get back on the main track. Uh, Jay's, Jay Harden, to anyone listening uh, on the podcast, if you're just tuning in, uh, go to calltoactions.com to listen to this live on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. If you're tuning in from Rumor Mill News or from our website, uh, we're, we podcast, so uh, check out your podcaster. Uh, we're with Jay Harden on his, uh, his prophetic visions and end times prophecies and things on that line that we're discussing. I want to be clear, I never said I was a prophet. I just happened to been given some things by I believe the Holy Spirit, which mm-hmm. uh, I'll translate them here for you in a, in a moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, this is all glory to God because yeah. I could not have come up with this on my own. I cannot just speak sounds write down how they sound like and then have it go into ancient you know hebrew and make it a prophetic message i can't do that that doesn't happen yeah i'm not that guy i'm just a regular dude day. that doesn't happen every day to most people i yeah. mean you gotta realize that i'm just a regular guy and, with a job That's right it. and you know to, yeah to anyone who heard me say prophetic visions i'll just say visions um i mean yeah i mean i'm not claiming jay's a prophet but I don't know. Let's listen to okay. what he has to say. All right. So here we go. The last dream thus far uh, in the sequence. And this one is when I realized that all of these things were connected and that there was a specific message that I was supposed to speak. Here we go. I call this one the angel scroll. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I were driving around looking for a new place to live in Texas. And it turns out that we are actually moving to Texas. This was before... Mm-hmm. All of this was uh, <laughs> known to us. But anyway, as we were planning on moving uh, very soon, so uh, we were just driving around and doing basic house or apartment hunting things like you do when you're looking for a place to stay. Mm-hmm. We're checking out prices, getting a feel for the area. The sky was beautiful. And then it turned to cloudy gray. A wind began to pick up and buffet the car as we were driving through some three-level condominiums. The sky grew a bit darker and the wind surged against the car. And it became impossible for me to control the vehicle. It was sliding everywhere around the road. Mm -hmm. We were thrown from the car and the wind actually carried the car up into the sky. I saw two huge tornadoes coming into the street where we were standing. One from each side, actually. It's like they were converging on us. And something was off about the whirlwinds, though, in these uh, these tornadoes. As they got closer, I saw that they were composed of thousands of black locusts moving incredibly fast, yeah. twirling and going, you know, 
just round and round. At the bottom of the whirlwinds, I saw black tendrils fork out and actually search for us. And as they got closer, I raised my hand to the sky and proclaimed, In the name of the Lord, disperse. And a circular golden gate opened in the sky, and a man flew down, and he stood in front of me, and he said, Hello, friend. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> okay. Now now I'm on the edge of my seat. But I have a question is did these did these locusts appear to be organic locusts or mechanized locusts? Maybe maybe um, like nano drones or or actual organic if you can remember. What they looked like were think of a locust and if somebody was shining a light on a locust, what the shadow would be on the ground, it was like that. They were like shadows of locusts yeah. going around. You couldn't actually make out any uh, color on them. They were they were completely black shadows. But somehow I knew that they were locusts because mm. they were in the right shape and mm-hmm. they were, I don't know. I, you know, I, I met a last for words on how to describe it other than they look like black lotus shadows moving yeah. around. Well, yeah, that's that's really interesting to think about. I think there are probably people listening to this that would like to call in um, with what they're thinking, or but uh, we don't we don't have we don't have that ability yet. I mean, you could call my cell phone, but I, I just don't trust anyone with my cell phone. <laughs> you might not want to give that out to the no. world. <laughs> um, but but that is definitely something that. Um, on RMN, if you're listening from Rumor Mill News, put a comment down in there. What do you think these, uh, potentially what these black locusts that appear as, as shadows could be? Thanks, thanks, Jay. Carry on, man. All right. I have a theory about what they are, and I'll get to that after the, after the dream. Anyway, he said, hello, friend. And honestly, I've never seen anything like that. I was too shocked to say anything except, but I don't know you, which... Probably wasn't the best response to mm-hmm. an angel of the Lord now that I'm awake and I understand what it was. Yeah. But okay, uh, you know, moving on. He he was very yeah. polite and he said, very well, here's your message. And he gave me a scroll that opened up and hovered in the air in front of me. It was encrusted with gems and I think that there were actually gems in the writing as well. Yeah like written with uh, ink in a very stylized handwriting and there were gems all over this thing. Mm-hmm. And here's what's on the scroll, okay? When I was in the dream, I could only make out the first line of the scroll and another word on the second line. And it said, Wekolam halachaha. And then on the second line, it was a G and an E. And... You know, I'm reading it, what I have written here, but it was W-H-E-Y comma space C-O-L space L-O-M-E space H-A-L-A-C-H-A space H-A. And then on the second line, it was just G-E and then everything was kind of blurred out. I couldn't remember uh, the other lines, but I knew that there were eight lines on the scroll. The first line, though, had been etched in my mind because I stared at it for some time in the dream thinking, why would you give this to me 
in what looks like some type of, you know, silly English language. I didn't actually think it meant anything at the time because it was just gibberish, you know? I mean, it seemed as if it was. Yeah. You know, if you look at what this spells out, it's way kolom halachahe and then ge something. Yeah. So, so afterwards in your, uh, in your conscious vessel outside of uh, your dream, you translated it um, somehow, and it and it actually came out to be Hebrew, a Hebrew message. Yep. I decided one day while I was uh, not doing too much work to punch it in and Google Translate yeah. just to detect the language, and I decided to choose Halacha, and. <laughs> I typed it in, and it was Jewish law and jurisprudence, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so this led me to believe that the scroll was written phonetically and was sounding out the Hebrew words. And I kept unpacking the first line and plugging it into Google Translate, and this is what it says. I swear that all my brothers were gone in a day. That's what the first line says. That's pretty interesting sounding. So, <laughs> what, according to Revelation and Jesus' words, is there any parallel with, with these words that you received once you translated them? It's a rapture. Given in First Thessalonians, Jesus is always saying, Watch, for you know not the hour in which the Son of Man comes to, to take you. That's what it sounds like to you me, know? too. Yeah. So, anyway. I didn't have the other lines of the scroll. And I thought, you know, I was actually upset at myself because I could only remember the first line of the scroll. And Mm. here, you know, obviously, after I had translated it in Hebrew and translated it from Hebrew into English and realized that the Lord had given me a message and I forgot the other seven lines, I was kind of beside myself. And so... I would have tried to go back, go back into it again, and try to redream that dream. But you can't, you can't. How do sometimes. you redream a dream like that? I don't know. So anyway, uh, days later, I was out holding up my sign on the corner, and for whatever reason, I got into my head. You know what? I'm just going to start singing because I was. I guess I was bored. And this is in real life. This uh, is in real, real life. Real conscious life, not not the dreams or visions, just nope. real life. I'm out there on the street yeah. corner holding up the sign, Revelation 12, one has been seen. Yeah. And, you know, uh, what do I have? I've got, um, oh, you know, free Bible, get saved, talk to me. You know, mm-hmm. that that's what's on my sign. That's yeah. it. Anyone who needs a Bible, come out to Westlake, Ohio, the Crocker Park area on it <laughs> during good weather. And you'll probably see Jay out there. Yeah, around um, lunchtime. By the end of the month, if you come out here by the end of the month, uh, you have the opportunity to get a free Bible. Uh, and a holy anointing, uh, if you wanted. I, I made some holy anointing oil from uh, straight out of the book of Exodus, and I've been using that to... Uh, bless and awesome. consecrate things from the prayers that the Lord has actually given me. Are there also f- in Hebrew. Are there a few herbal ingredients that go into that oil? Sure. You've got olive oil, pure olive oil. You've got uh, myrrh, cassia, sweet calamus, and cinnamon. All essential oils in there. Beautiful. And uh, anyway, yeah. I started humming and singing 
and I decided to sing the first line of the scroll. I actually didn't, it didn't sound that bad after a few minutes. And so I had a thought, why not just try to sing the next line and maybe that'll help me remember it. So I start singing, and all of a sudden, out of my mouth comes, and when I got home, I wrote it down and I began to decipher the next line. I thought, oh, well, you know, it's just gibberish. That's just what came out of my mouth. Give it to Samahale. Yeah. Well, here's what it says. Miss with me supreme devastation. So basically, escape with me supreme devastation. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I actually dropped my pen and, you know, I'm really not an emotional person. But I had tears welling up in my eyes because at this point I'd never spoken in tongues. And this yeah. was the first time that anything like that had ever happened to me. I was actually speaking Hebrew. I didn't know what I was saying. But I was speaking Hebrew and I plugged it into Google Translate and that's what it said. I think um, you know, most men will claim to not be very emotional. Um, I, I'd say I'm kind of... I'm, I'm a. I cried like a baby. Okay, I, I, I'll just say it. I cried I, like a baby. I'm a five, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've since since we've been hanging out for you know a few months and doing these podcasts and really intensive conversations, I haven't seen any any tears. Like you've seen me tear up. I'm I'm kind of, a, I guess, medium on that scale. <laughs> well, the, I think it's like, I can say something. Here. Yeah, Kimberly, come over here to the mic. It's right. It's over here. It's on the. Uh, that you know my personal experience with that is that that is the holy spirit grieving for what is going on and you know it says we shouldn't grieve the holy spirit as in hold back from letting the holy spirit you know express itself through us and that's why you know there's certain music christian music that we played and i will just bawl my eyes out because the, the holy spirit is is you know expressing through you our cells have their own miniature brains themselves. And when our cells feel certain sounds and frequencies and true... And words are true, frequency. True intention behind those words, our cells feel it. And they communicate directly with our nervous system that communicates with our brain. And it, it makes us feel differently than if someone was... And you take that all the way back to Genesis. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God and was with God. And then the Word created everything. Mm-hmm. So what we speak has sound, has frequency, has creative abilities. And it, it can was build good. up and it can tear down. So you have to be cognizant of that. Vibrations, energy, that's why speaking things, hearing things, music you know, can heal the rights. Whatever you are thinking in your mind, it has a form, it has a frequency, it has a vibration. You can heal yourself by thinking positive, life-reinforcing thoughts. When someone is praying in the Spirit, which gives our intentions power with the authority of Mm -hmm. Jesus, if you have faith, that is how these miracles happen. 
I agree. You know? And that's where true prayer is. And I want to bring this up real quick. We got about eight minutes. Um, I guess is, I should give the other lines then. <laughs> okay. I'll save that for another show. Jay, you, you are at the steering wheel, brother. All right. Here we go. So I was trembling at this point, and another thought occurred to me. Keep singing, and if I could recall any more verses, I said a prayer and began singing the first two lines over and over, and this is what came next. Ich oma kolexo de ima kogalike. And I started plugging these things into Google Translate, and it, it came out as, How near all now fly, the 10th of May, the wave of power demonstrates. 10th of May. When was this you received that? I believe that this dream... Let me look back. Because today is only May 17th. Well, I received it. I received it either just after April 30th or um, sometime before, but it took me a while to translate it because I didn't, you know, I didn't have the rest of the verses. So... Anyway, those were the next two lines. And then four days later, oh yeah, it was May 1st, sorry. Uh, May 1st, and I still don't have the last four lines of the scroll. So by May 1st, I had finally figured out the first four lines. And one night in prayer, I just simply asked for them to be revealed. And I began to realize that God wanted me to speak in tongues to reveal them. Because speaking in tongues completely... Terror, uh, terrifies me because I don't want to say something that is complete gibberish. Uh, you know, I understand. But up until this point, every time that I had done that, it was not complete gibberish. It was Hebrew, and so for me, it was a kind of apprehensive a because faith you, issue. You, you, like you just, you <laughs> I just, don't want to. I don't want it not to be true. Like you just, I'm not going to test. You just anything. received a new gift, and you don't want to break it. I don't want to break it. I don't want to misuse it, and I, I, I don't want it to give people the wrong idea about me, you know? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, four days later, uh, on May 5th, I spent some time in prayer, and I asked God to just help me with the last four verses, and I began singing the first four verses again, mm-hmm. and the last four came out. Allah delech ame la sole beli. Or M-Day, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I went to Google and started typing it in. And here it goes. Um, Brother, embrace pure people. Know you, those in power, not forgiven, combat life. Watch, not all labeled are hot enough. Can, can you repeat that, please? Just a little slower. Sure. Brother, embrace pure people. Know you, those in power, not forgiven. Combat life? Watch. Not all are labeled hot enough. So it's a warning. It's a calling and a prophecy of lukewarm Christians being left behind. What's curious about the message I received was that there was a specific date mentioned, May 10th. And we all know what happened on May 10th. As this scroll says... Uh, May May 10th, a wave of power demonstrates. Mm-hmm. It demonstrates that this was given to me by an angel of the Lord. And to anyone who doesn't know what happened on May 10th, 
is this, it was the 70th anniversary of the Jerusalem. And in the book of Daniel, it says, 70 weeks are determined for your people and your holy city. Israel has completed their 73rd anniversary. Jerusalem has completed its 70th. Both prophecies in Daniel are now fulfilled. And, well, we know what happens after that. We know what happens after that. The rapture, the beginning of the tribulation, the standing up of the new world order, the rise of the beast, and then Jesus' return to crush the beast and his armies. I want to be riding with Jesus. Oh, yeah. Um, Destroying... I, I, <laughs> no, I mean, I want to be. Why it's voices. so important for us to get these messages out right now is because what's going to happen during these tribulation periods is we're going to see a rollout of. Should should we really disclose? I think people deserve to know what's going to be rolled out. Cybernetic, just uh, kind of going on a string. Um, Cybernetic technologies are going to be rolled out more than they've ever been rolled out before because the, the times of COVID and this pausing of society globally, all countries are going to work together in releasing new, reliable, non-touch cybernetic technologies that have been created by reverse engineering the human body and animal bodies in order to create an army. Uh, and we're going to see the first wave of it or the cover of it uh, in the form of these, these robot dogs, these, uh, these bipedal Atlas robots, Boston Dynamics is, is uh, rolling out. But in the name of global security, will things like that and other types of genetically modified creatures be rolled out into the, into the public um, at the hands of man. And these are men who have been infected with a satanic virus. I'm not talking about a uh, COVID-19, but I'm talking about a spiritual virus. And much more after that. And I don't want to be around for that. But what's important is to give people cautions and warnings and put them on the right path. On you know, If, if you're lukewarm what you should expect to happen where you you can still be redeemed from there. Or don't be lukewarm. Well, you know, here's uh, my understanding is that the parable of the ten virgins, half of the people who claim to be Christians will be left behind. Five are wise, five are unwise. You know, what does Jesus want? He wants us to believe and be faithful. He only gives us two rules. That's it. I've read the Bible yep. over and over again, looking for what do I have to do to please God? It's very simple. You simply have faith. He sent his son to die for you and take all your sins. He only gave you two things to do. Love is the law. Love God with all your mind, body, and soul. And love thy neighbor as thyself. If you see someone in need, help them. If you don't have anything with you, pray. Give them the gospel. God will provide for people that have faith. Simple. Keep oil in your lamp. 
How do you do that? Pray. Talk to God in your mind. You don't have to say anything out loud. You're on a long walk. Praise Him for all the things that you have and how great, you know, things have been. If things haven't been that great, say, help me understand what I'm going through. Just initiate the communication. Begin your relationship with Jesus. He's reaching out for everyone. He wants everyone to come to Him. Many people will not get the message. It's simple. Once you start, you're not going to want to stop because you'll start to see God in everything, every little part of your life, every every single thing, especially taking a long walk out in nature. You start to see, start to look at the leaves a little differently, start to look at trees differently, look at people differently, every little blessing, a cup of tea, a cup of coffee differently. It's all different. And these blessings and skills that we've been given you know, by the grace of God, have we come in tune with them? I really only have one more thing to say uh, right now. Say that, what you will. And that is, when you see someone, regardless of what their political affiliations are, regardless of what their religious beliefs are, regardless of what their walk is with Jesus, you need to understand that that person is a potential brother or sister. We are not fighting flesh and blood people are literally deceived they are inhabited by demons they are being attacked spiritually by wicked and very powerful um, you know forces these people are brothers and sisters right now we are at war with mm. you know spiritual wickedness in high places do not see a person as an enemy Look for what is it that is behind that person acting that way. That is the problem. There is no, there is no reason to be angry at someone. You know, be, um, you know, think that they're hurting you. Simply, if you're in one of those moments, call out to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Let that wicked spirit let go of my brother and sister so that I can talk to them as a person. That evil spirit will have no choice but to leave. They have to obey Jesus. Give it a try. Absolutely. Fellow brothers and sisters, thank you for tuning in to a Call to Actions live broadcast and podcast. Catch us on all the podcast networks and our own site, calltoactions.com. We'll be regularly posting up on RMN. and want to thank Jay Harden for being here in the studio in our home and telling us what visions have come your way. And I truly believe that they have proven to be prophetic. Thank you for being in our home. Thank you for being a friend. We'll talk soon. Any, got a couple more seconds if you want to say anything else. There is uh, something else I was given a, uh, a couple days ago, and I don't have the whole message, just the first line of it. And it's, as is always, it's in Hebrew. And uh, I translated it as uh, the 13 spears will begin. 
and uh, that was given on um, the 14th. I don't know what the rest of the message is. Well, let us know. There's always an opportunity for uh, podcasting when it comes to Jay Harden. He's got so much on his mind, being given visions all the time. By God's holy grace, fellow brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ was and always will be the ultimate revolutionary. You think Jesus is a softy? need to think again. We're in this spiritual battle. Thank God we have Jesus on our side. Cheers, brothers and sisters.